This is PhotoBizX episode number 350. And today we're talking with a US-based photographer who has made a super successful transition from wedding to portrait photography. He's done this with the help of a photography business coach. And I know you are going to be blown away by what he shares in today's episode. I'm talking about Brian Kellogg and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I can't wait to get into this interview with Brian Kellogg and what makes me more excited than anything is the fact that Brian is a premium member of PhotoBizX and he's having the kind of success that he's having. We go deep in today's episode into exactly how he's made that transition. We go into his advertising and his sales process. You're going to love what he has to share. As far as me and my week is concerned, you probably know this if you are a premium member. You may not if you're listening to the free podcast episode, but I spend a fair bit of time in the members Facebook group and it's it's a bit of a ritual to get in there and check what's happening and make sure that I see and comment on as many of the posts as I possibly can which is almost all of them. <laughs> and it's been no different this morning. So my, my, again, my routine is I get up, I grab a cup of coffee and check my emails and also jump into the members Facebook group. And there's a post in here this morning that, <laughs> again, I seem to be saying this a lot, has blown me away. Andrew Lukuniak made a post in the group asking about people's or other members' most successful Instagram or Facebook posts. Great question, great post, had some good responses, but I think the responses are going to stop or have stopped since Jeffrey Clark came in and posted his experience, his recent experience. Let me read what Jeffrey posted. He says, he ran a Bernie-style Facebook ad that had almost 40,000 engagements and somewhere close to 250 pre-consultation applications to wade through. At the moment, one week into the calls, we've booked 45 sessions and we have two more weeks of solid calling to do. It's around a 50% booking rate. (laughs) How good is that? Now, in the post, Andrew has chimed straight back in and said, awesome, can you share a link to the post? And Jeff has obliged. And this is the kind of engagement that we get inside the members Facebook group. So Jeff's come back, he shared his actual post, shared his ad copy, he's got links. I mean, he's just been so generous with how he's achieved the success he's achieving. And again, that's just what our group is all about. So if you're a premium member, get back and check out that post by Andrew. I'll actually, I'll add a link to it in the show notes for the members version of this podcast episode so you can easily find that. But the post was initiated by Andrew Lekiniak on February 21st, if you want to go looking for that as soon as you hear this. Uh, And Jeff, big shout out to you, mate. Thanks, Thanks so much for sharing and congratulations on the success of your ad. Can't wait to hear about the sales. I, I can see, <laughs> I can see a future interview with you, mate, if, uh, if all this plays out as expected. Looking forward to, to hearing more about it. And I think 
This ties in perfectly with today's interview that's coming up with Brian because he is using Bernie as a photography business coach and he's utilizing Facebook ads as well. Uh, and that's that's a big reason as to why he's achieved the success that he has in his move from weddings to portraits. So let's get into that. Let's move along and get on with the rest of the show. And now, a macro look at our last episode. In last week's episode, I interviewed US-based pet and family photographer Kristen Kidd. In that interview, Kristen shared exactly how she's generating a ton of income through photography book projects. She aligns herself with a local dog shelter that she's passionate and cares about. She builds a relationship with their clients. They go on to book her for pet photography sessions. From those sessions, any proceeds from the book sales go back to the shelter and Kristen is able to go on and do an in-person sales session where she sells the most fantastic, beautiful wall art to these dog owners and gets their stories for the books at the same time. So this is a win-win for the pet shelter, for the dog shelter and for Kristen who sells highly profitable wall art to her beautiful clients. She explains exactly how she does all that in last week's episode. Get back and have a listen if you want to generate a great income with photography books. Photobizx.com. Real advice, real strategies, and real ideas to build your photography business. Okay, we're about to jump into this interview with Brian Kellogg in just a second. When I initially approached Brian for this interview, my expectation was to record a members-only episode because I knew how good this interview was going to be, the content that Brian was going to share, because I know about his success and the kind of sales he's making as a result of his change. But I asked Brian, and with his permission, he allowed me to release part of the episode to you as a free listener. So what I'm doing is releasing the first half of the interview to you, but if you'd like to hear the full interview with Brian, you need to become a premium member. And I can guarantee that if you follow even just a part of what Brian shares today, the cost of a premium membership, whether you sign up for one, two, five, or 10 years, (laughs) will be insignificant if you're able to implement just a portion of what Brian shares in today's episode. But you can check it out for as little as $1, the premium membership for 30 days, if you head over to photobizx.com forward slash try. And the beauty of becoming a premium member, in addition to hearing the full interview with Brian today, is you can request to join the members Facebook group. I'll add you to the group and you can get access to Brian and Bernie inside the members Facebook group. These guys are active and helpful. They want to see you succeed as much as other members do inside the Facebook group. So come and join a fantastic, supportive, helpful community. Get the information you're actually missing out on every single week by becoming a premium member and let me and other members help you grow your business even faster. photobizx.com forward slash try if you want to check it out. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is premium member Brian Kellogg from the United States. He recently left a review in iTunes that said, I want to let you know about the recent successes with my new portrait photography business from listening to PhotobizX and hiring a coach. I moved into a new studio two months ago, had a record $3,000 plus sale, booked five portrait sessions today, 
And my portrait sales average was $300. Now the average is around $1,470. I'm doing 15 sessions a month, soon to be 20 to 30 sessions a month with an all year round income. The goal for next year, which is now 2020, is a $20,000 month. Following that review, I reached out to Brian and I'm wrapped to say that he's with us right now. Brian, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad you say wrapped all the time too. It's, <laughs> I think I, another person that did the interview said the same thing. So yeah, I'm glad you're wrapped. I really yeah, I am wrapped to have you on the show. <laughs> and what really got me excited was before we just started recording and I jumped on the call, I was looking around your website. You probably know that I can go in and see your Facebook page and your Facebook ads. I can see your landing page. Everything looks like it's really coming along strongly. But interestingly, all the new focus seems to be portraits where I get the impression you were a wedding photographer. Do you want to run us through this transition if there was one? Yeah, there definitely was a transition. So basically, I started listening to your podcast and got introduced to the Bernie ads and they went extremely well for me when I did them myself. But yeah, before Bernie, I was actually uh, full into weddings, but my SEO wasn't as strong as it was in the past and I was just looking for something different. And plus having a two-year-old at home, things change a little bit too. So basically, Bernie got me into more doing uh, portraits in a studio. So just a little bit of transitioning from low sales now to high sales, which is great. Unreal. So I know from our little chat that you've been shooting weddings for 14 years. Mm -hmm. And I imagine for anyone that's shooting for 14 years, they've been successful at it. I mean, that's awesome that you can even do that and say you've been shooting for 14 years. And then you hire a business coach and knowing Bernie the way I do, he dislikes wedding photography as a way to make money and he pushes everyone towards portraits. I'm curious to know why you originally hired Bernie and then what were you thinking? What was your thought process when he suggested, Brian, you need to stop shooting weddings or you need to introduce a move to portraits? Yeah, from weddings, I was doing pretty well, but I just wanted to yeah, do something different. So that's when I start doing more portraits basically in the studio because I have a little two-year-old. So I wanted to spend more time with him. And then portraits just seemed like a good way to go and actually could, in the long run, make more money inside the studio than I could at weddings. Got it. Okay. So did you have this home studio set up and were you shooting portraits before you hired Bernie? No, I wasn't. I was renting a studio from another photographer. It was a shared kind of studio. And then more recently, everything's been going so well with the ads that he's got me doing. Uh, basically, now can do my own studio. And yeah, kind of went up from there for all the sales as well. Fantastic. So the studio that I've seen on your studio walkthrough, which I think is up on YouTube, is that in your home? And did you have to build that? Did you convert a room? What did you do there? No, basically, it's a building with artist studios. And yeah, it's a, not my home. It's basically um, one large building that contains studios. So I just have my clients on over there, hardwood floors. It looks really nice. Yeah, I put it in the show notes if you can of that video tour so people get to see it. Like everything's really working together in the studio too now that it's my own. And I get to highlight with studios basically uh, strip lighting to highlight all of my portraits on the side. And yeah, it's a really nice little space. Okay. So you have a sales room there or a viewing or consultation room yep. with the strip lighting. Then you have the actual shooting studio space off that room as well. So it all happens in this one building. Correct. Yep. Okay. And is that a shared space, did you say, or that part of the space is yours entirely? 
that part of space is mine entirely. I was sharing a space with another photographer before, but now I have it all to my own, which is awesome. <laughs> and I love that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So once the business was going well enough, that's when you decided to make the move into this studio space outside of home. Exactly. Yep. You're right. Got it. Okay. Are you still shooting weddings today? Still advertising for them? Not advertising for them at all now, just strictly shooting portraits. Okay. So any more weddings left on the books? No, as of right now, I think I had my last one just a few weeks ago. But yeah, I'm actually kind of glad to be done with weddings. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I don't know if I burned out, but yeah, I just want to look more towards like the profit side a little bit more and save up more for retirement. And weddings, at least for me, it was pretty seasonal as well. But I like a constant, like my January right now, I believe I have 21 book sessions um, for in the studio. So yeah, should do really well. That is awesome. Because you live in a part of the States where, I mean, it's cold, isn't it? Like people don't want to be shooting outside at this time of year. True. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> very cold. Uh, so yeah, in January, it can get, you know, in the 20s and no one wants to be outside below freezing. <laughs> uh, 20 Fahrenheit. So yeah. <laughs> okay, that's super cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just so I've got the timeline straight, you have the studio, things are going pretty well with the Facebook ads. That's how you're bringing in the majority of your clients. And then you bring Bernie in to help. Yeah, I was photographing high school seniors a little bit in the very beginning. And now I'm just transitioning to just families, basically, and getting someone to do my own phone calls and having everything kind of streamlined now, just um, with the genres of mothers and sons kind of genre for my ads. And then also getting them into the whole entire family into the studio at the same time. So photographing both. So is that the current promo that you're running, the mothers and daughters? Yes, mothers and daughters and the mothers and sons. So I have both of those going simultaneously. And yeah, the ad just does incredibly well. I'm just shocked all the time. One thing I've been doing differently recently is doing a lookalike audience with the, I think it's called Lifetime Value. So it's a, um, I don't know if everyone's uh, known about this, but I've pumped it up more and more after you get a, a hundred clients with your own business, you can actually make a spreadsheet of their name, their email, and also how much they spent with your studio. And then you make a lookalike audience with that in Facebook, and they'll target people that look like your highest paying clients, basically. So it's just incredible. And that's what uh, this keeps on making the success of the Facebook ads recently. Just like most of the people that are signing up for phone calls now are a pretty good candidate to spend enough money in my studio to kind of come on in and afford the whole that is so good. And just run me through and the listener through the ads that you're running. Are these the traditional ads where you're offering a free shoot with a print or have you modified the process? Yeah, I modified it from the original Bernie ad and just listening to him and seeing what works for other photographers too. I'm doing a, it's a complimentary session and then you do get $100 credit towards anything in the studio. So that's the basis of the ad. And then a phone call the FAQ on the landing page kind of goes through a little bit more of the details. Okay. So the ad itself is, it's pretty simple, isn't it? It looks like five or six lines. You don't have to click to read more. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And I like it like that where you don't have to click to read more because I know that Facebook, if you have to do that, that's a little bit of a barrier for someone to read all the information. So I like it that it's extremely tight and just really narrow text and it's straight to the point. Got it. Okay. And I can see with your current ad, this is a black and white photo of the mother and a daughter. And 
looking at your studio setup that I was referred to earlier on YouTube, all your images are black and white on the wall. Is this a strategy, if you like? Yes, it is a strategy. So as Bernie's done black and white in the past, I was just kind of intrigued and see if it would work for me. And it's actually uh, done extremely well where when people click on the ads, they're already enticed by black and white photography to a point. And then, yeah, I just kind of hone in on that genre of people that like black and white photography and like it for the walls. And for me, it's, um, and the clients a little bit easier too, because I think black and white's a lot more flattering to people because I would have a dad lifting up his own toddler and his face would get kind of red and it's hard to, you know, white balance that or correct that. But in black and white, totally looks fine. So easy to do that. I love that. Okay. And you've actually followed through that same feel on your website, haven't you? Like you're marketing yourself as Columbus, Ohio, black and white family portrait photographer. Exactly. And I think I'm the only one doing it, at least so to my knowledge. So it's nice. It's great. So what happens now if you do a shoot and a client, a mom or a dad, they want to see something in color or they ask for something in color? Is that even an option? It is an option. I just have it to, I export it in both uh, black and white and color, just in case I need the color while I'm doing the meeting. I can pull it up, but for the most part, I keep it all in black and white. Only if they really want it in color, then I'll switch on over to it. So I still want to make a sale. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So everything on the wall they see is black and white. Exactly. Albums, anything in display is black and white. You're right. Exactly. Got it. Okay. And then you're using the same thing for your actual ads as well. Right. Yep. Kind of draw that kind of customer on in that uh, likes black and white photography. Love it. I love it. And I can see too, you're doing something interesting that I haven't seen many photographers doing, and that's using vertical images in your Facebook ads or portrait orientation. I'm glad you noticed. (laughs) So (laughs) it takes up when you hold the phone or people always browsing on their phones now, especially on Facebook, when you do an ad that's vertical on there, it takes up a little bit more room than a horizontal one. So they have a little bit more time to kind of look at the photo as they're scrolling. So yeah, that's definitely on purpose to have those vertical kind of photos. And I always, yeah, black and white, bright faces, dark background. So it's a lot of contrast in that one photo that I'm using for my ads. It does what a photo is meant to do with an ad, isn't it? It stops people from scrolling through their feed and they read and have a look at what you're saying. Exactly. Perfect. So where are you taking people from? So you've got a link there. You're not asking for comments. You're not asking people to do anything apart from click on a link. Right. And that's on purpose too, because in the very beginning, I had people comment, but it just got way too confusing. So now I have them click on the link. And then the first thing that pops up is the landing page. And that has a little bit of FAQ at the bottom, but I really want them to click on the next link. And on that landing page, there are basically images they can scroll on through, they can scroll on down for more information, or they can click one of the three buttons on the landing page to get them to the form I want them to fill in. And that's a Google Forms that I have them fill in from there. Got it. Okay. So just so the listener can stay on the same page, on this actual landing page, so how are you creating that? Is this a landing page on your website? This is a sticky folio landing page, and I just like it because there's nothing else they can do on there other than just click the link to fill in the form from that landing page. Okay, so could you do the same thing on your website if you wanted to? Maybe, but I still like that they can't go anywhere or click on a logo to go to my webpage. I think all the information that they need is right on there. So I just kind of lead them on through that, but it would take a little bit of work to do it on my own website. So with sticky folios, it was a simple process? 
yeah, it's really easy, just almost like a drag and drop of, you know, where your images go and everything. So yeah, I just really like how it's laid out too. It's laid out very, very well. I love it. Okay. So I'm on your landing page now. I'm seeing the same kind of headline that was on your ad. I'm seeing the same photo. There's a button. Obviously it's so easy to see. It's bright green compared to everything else, which is black and white. (laughs) Yeah. Click here to apply now. And then I scroll down. I can see that same video, that YouTube video of you. So I get to meet you and hear you talk and take me through the studio. There's a little bit of a gallery and then a little bit more about you in text and some more photos. And then, like you said, there's uh, oh, there's also a couple of testimonials, mm-hmm. some frequently asked questions and another button again to click to learn more. Yeah. So it's pretty simple and easy to lay out. It is. And it's all driven to whatever point that they want to exit and fill in the form. They can. They can either click it right away or if they want more information, they keep on scrolling down and get it. Right. Okay. And then if I click the link, then you said it takes me to a Google form. Correct. And I like using Google forms just because it makes a gigantic spreadsheet of everyone that filled in that part of the form, basically. Okay. So on here, so this is where you're going to be asking them questions. They complete all their details. So are you taking this information then to a CRM or to email software or how are you using this information? I am using that information for a little bit more of the details of why they would want to do a family portrait. That's an important one too, that I want to get some context uh, before I hop on a phone call with them. And then Google basically makes a spreadsheet with everyone that entered. And that's why I kind of like, you know, for it to happen. So it's just a good of a reference for me. But the main thing is on the thank you page of that Google form, there's basically another button that says schedule a call now. You're only halfway done. Okay. So what happens then? I haven't been that far. So what happens after that? You can fill it in if you want to, so you can get that far. <laughs> I won't mark it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> so. No, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to see what you do. Okay. I love that one of the questions you have is with $100 off any products, what would you most be interested in? Click any that apply. And that's a must answer question. And one of the options is no, thanks. I'm not interested in purchasing anything. So if they click that, what happens? Usually I would just get that information. So if they do sign up for a phone call on the next page and I see that they click that, I'm going to go straight to the point and see if they are interested at all in purchasing anything. Just go right into, do you still want to do the session kind of thing? If they click that, they're not disqualified or anything, but they can still submit and keep on going. Would you be as bold as to say something like, look, this isn't for you if you're only after a free session because most of my clients spend you know, two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. So I let them down softly. <laughs> so <laughs> when I do hop on the call, I would just, you know, just get to the point, as I said, and just be like, I do have many sessions throughout the year and you want me to put your email into that instead. So I give them like a really easy escape. Got it. So yeah. I like that. that. That's nice. Okay. So I've clicked through, you're going to get my details there and I can see now you're using Calendly and I'm going to be scheduling a five to 10 minute call. Right. Yep. Simple, super simple. This is so streamlined. So you pick out the dates and the times that you want to be talking to people and they have to find something that suits. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I can see here you've blocked out a couple of days this week. You've got only two days next week. So you're just picking out the times. So what happens then? You get a reminder via email from Calendly? Yes. So, And then it also blocks it off on my, my calendar as well, on just a Google Calendar. So I know yeah, when people are filling in and everything. 
And then either I would make the call or I would have the person that does my phone calls now do the calls for that day. So yeah, it's a pretty simple process. So will they bring up the email via Calendly or look inside your calendar where it's been blocked out so they know who they're calling, they've got their phone number there. Do they cross-reference that then with the Google Doc or the Google Form? Yes. So we would take their email. I would get the additional information they filled in with Google Form and manually look at it and then make notes to the side on that large spreadsheet there. So everything's kind of organized and once they become a client, then I uh, take that information and make up another spreadsheet of you know people that signed up, basically, keeping everything organized. Got it. Okay, why did you decide to start outsourcing the phone calls? It's just a lot of time. And uh, a lot of people don't pick up. Right. <laughs> so yeah, about half of the people that sign up, because it's so streamlined, it's great. But the only caveat is that only half the people actually pick up the phone. And Bernie and I were trying to work on through this and seeing to get that ratio a little bit better for me, but that's just what it is right now. There's other things that are going behind the scenes too, of once they sign up for a phone call, they'll get to another thank you page that has a pixel on it from Facebook. And then I'll start to send them portfolio images or just portfolio posts of uh, just families I've photographed in the past. And usually now when they hop on a phone call with us, they know who we are and have seen some of our portfolio work basically before we even talk to them. Okay, I love how you're doing that. So I've been a little bit sneaky here. So I've gone into your ad <laughs> library. <laughs> oh, good. And I can see that you've got father and son photos. You've got little ads that are very, very simple. There's not a lot of copy on these ads and they're just showing off your images and, and introducing you again. So I know it's Kellogg photography. I'm seeing you over and over again. Exactly. It looks like you serve your studio tour as well. And you've got family photos. Most of it's in black and white. There's one color ad that you've got as well. And, well, that's got black and white photos as well. Okay, cool. So these are all retargeting ads that you're serving to people that have gone through the process. Right. So they're a little bit more warmed up, basically, when we hop on the phone call with them. So we're not strangers. What we used to have in the past, we asked them, have you seen our work? And they would say, oh, I might have seen one image on the landing page. But now they're actually saying, oh, we saw the, you know, the, uh, your studio, the video tour or something of that nature. So it's a little bit better. How good is that? So you know it's working. Yes, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to stick with the calls for just a minute. So before you started outsourcing the calls, I'm guessing you were making these calls originally. Yes, I still do if, yeah, for whatever reason, the person that does my calls, she had an uh, emergency basically. So I don't mind. I can hop on the calls and do it myself still. So it's not a big deal. Great. So what's her name, the person who's doing the calls? Ashley. Ashley. So when you were teaching or training Ashley, how did you do that? I sent her a couple samples of myself doing the calls. And I'm very grateful that she was very nitpicky and like wrote down every single detail of me, you know, the recording. So she knows exactly what to say. And she's also a second photographer too. So she knows a little about photography and how to handle clients as well. So there was uh, luckily not that much training I had to do, which was great. And she books in people like you wouldn't believe sometimes. I was looking at her ratio recently. And I thought it was almost too high, <laughs> but uh, the clients came in and everything's good. So it's good. Wow. That is so good. So did you do any role play with her? Do you sit in and listen to her make calls or does that make her too nervous? I'm just getting an idea because I know this is one thing that people love to outsource. 
So yeah, we role played back and forth a few times and everything sounded crystal clear. Like the only thing I had to say to her, it's like, you have to actually insert the jokes that I say during the phone calls. <laughs> One of the cheesy ones would be, it's like, I would like for the family to wear solid colors or stripes or nice outfits for the second outfit, but leave the Hawaiian t-shirt at home. So that usually gets a laugh out of the collar because they don't expect it. And then I just, you know, back off and like say, I'm joking, but yeah, just don't bring any noisy prints that uh, for your shirts and yeah, stuff like that. So just to keep the phone call as lighthearted as we can to sure. make it kind of fun for everyone. And with that actual phone call, so when you were learning to make these phone calls or you were making or you still are now, how much are you relying on the answers that they gave you in the Google form? Is it a free-flowing conversation or are you, I know you said it's lighthearted, or do you have things that you need to hit and hammer home and get an answer to before they go to the next step? Usually I go through a little bit of my spiel. I do look at what they filled in and say, it's like, oh, you have three kids. Now I'll get the details of like their names and everything in the basis of that. So I'll just write in the notes of everything I'm getting. And then I ask them, when was their last family portrait session? And then the next question would be, do you have any space on your walls for a large canvas print? So and it doesn't matter how they answer it. I'll still go through the entire call just to see if they're kind of a qualified client. But I'm kind of planting the seeds in their head of like, oh, it's been five years or more or something like that since we've had a family portrait. And then planting the seed for something large for their walls from the very beginning. So I like to start off the conversation that way. So even if they don't have space on their wall, I'm guessing that's your number one product that you're looking to sell. Correct. Yeah. You want them to go home with something fantastic yeah. for the wall. Large wall prints. And then even if they don't have something on their walls, we also have albums or we can do the um, portfolio boxes that are 11 by 14 and can hold basically 10 or 20 matted prints so they can have that as well. Okay. Let's say they're engaging with that talk and you're getting the feeling that, yeah, okay, these guys are interested in getting some wall portraits. They sound like they're a good fit. What happens next? They do have to answer the question, the money question. So when I get to it, the way that I do it is, uh, let me think of the spiel. The um, people When people come to our studio, they usually go home with uh, and purchase uh, canvases, metal or acrylic collages for their walls or just an album for safekeeping. And typically they spend right around $599 and upwards with us. And you also do get $100 off on the Facebook ad they clicked on as well. So uh, how does that sound to you? And then from that answer, I know if they say yes, like enthusiastically, then we can definitely move forward and schedule time. If not, then I ask them, do you have any other questions for us? And then I get into um, if it's like a budget concern or not. I always want to make sure that they can you know, afford to come in the studio for the base collection before we move forward and schedule right. Okay, so let's say then the client sounds like a good fit. I'm interested. I'm happy to go further. The 599 didn't scare me. There's a next step then just to book a time that suits us. Yes. So we would look at the calendar together and yeah, I would basically fill in all the details on my end. And then I still do require a $99 deposit just to make sure everyone kind of shows up on time too, but is completely refundable as well. So if they need to cancel for some reason, they can always uh, just let me know. Okay. And this is the time when you would bring that up, that $99 uh, refundable deposit at the end of that. 
premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I love it. Mate, you are an inspiration. I know you're putting some of the credit or a lot of the credit to Bernie, but really at the end of the day, it's you doing the work. It's you, uh, you know, it's organized Ashley. You've got the calls down pat. You're doing these ads. You're getting the sessions. I hope you are taking a bunch of credit yourself. Your family must be proud and amazed, are they? Yeah, yeah. This year is going to be absolutely incredible because it's really turning forward. I mean, I just got my new studio in October. So yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I didn't think that the new studio would actually pay for itself, but almost instantly, yeah, having a raise in average just by making everything look as good as it can. Yeah, it just keeps on going up. So it's great. That's so good. So if we jump on a call in 12 months time, what differences do you think there might be or what are you aiming for in the next 12 months? Well, this January, I'm already starting out on the right foot with the 21 sessions. So I hope to keep on moving that forward and just getting yeah, 20 to 30 sessions and hopefully breaking into the like $300,000 mark. So <laughs> hopefully I get there. I mean, it's possible. It's Marcus, you've already interviewed him and he's like, yeah, it's easier than you think. So <laughs> now that I'm seeing the numbers, <laughs> I mean, he says that he's already done it. So it's like, well, why can't I? So. <laughs> That's so good. It's unreal, isn't it? You must be excited coming into work every day. It's kind of a dream job. Just like get to be with my family when I want to be, schedule around. And then in a way, giving up weddings, I don't have to have like the stress that's involved of like if there's an emergency with my family or something, or uh, we have another kid, I have to leave the wedding or something. (laughs) So it's nice that I can schedule whenever I want and have possibly the first summer off if I wanted to. So it'll be nice. (laughs) I'm excited for you. I'm excited to follow along. And yeah, this has been just inspirational. It really has, Brian. Where's the best place for listener to see your work, what you're doing, get to know you a little bit better online? So I'm revamping my Instagram. So just uh, go to my Instagram. It's just Kellogg Photography and you'll find me right there. But uploading more and more black and white work, probably by the uh, time that this podcast airs, I'll have uh, quite a bit more on there as well. So yeah, follow me there. Fantastic. I'll add links to that and also to your website and Facebook page so people can check you out. Now, I don't know, is Kellogg's, is that an international brand or is it Australian? Are you familiar with the Kellogg's brand? You mean like the cereal? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> I've known it since grade school, people making fun. <laughs> okay, so, it is, so it's an international brand. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it an American company? Yeah, yeah, it's an American company. I think it is like, uh, I don't know, but I have been to Kellogg, Iowa as well. So yeah, it's a city named after me. (laughs) Well, I know that one of Linda's favorite breakfast cereals of all times is Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember that back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. (laughs) Terrible terrible for you now, man. Hey, Brian, look, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for being so open, sharing what you have. Like I said earlier, you're an inspiration and I love what you're building and what you've been able to achieve already. I can't wait to follow up over the coming months. Good deal. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brian as much as I did. Brian, if you're listening again, mate, congratulations, massive congratulations on your success. And thank you again so much for coming on and sharing what you did. It's been a pleasure 
to to follow along with your journey and to hear about the success that you're achieving, mate. I can't wait to see how it all plays out and to hear about you reaching and exceeding your goals for 2021. But stay in touch. I know you will inside the members group and I know you're going to be hammered with questions once this episode goes live and members get to hear it. For you, the listener, I do hope you got as much from Brian as I did. I hope you learned a ton. If you have a follow-up question for Brian, you can hit him up in the comments area of the show notes if you're listening to the free version of the podcast. And for this episode, you can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 350. Now in those show notes, I've got links to anything and everything that Brian mentioned. I've got examples of his beautiful work. It's all there in the show notes for you. And here's the beautiful thing for you if you are a premium member. Go to your version of the show notes for the full extended version of this interview. And in those show notes, I've got examples of some of the ads that we were were referring to inside the interview or during the interview. (laughs) I don't know if you can go inside an interview, but during the interview, uh, I've got screenshots in there with Brian's permission showing his ads, ad copy, his retargeting ads. It's all there in the show notes for you. Plus, You probably already know this, that Brian is available to you to ask inside the members Facebook group. So if you have a question, a follow-up question, once you've heard the interview, which you have if you're at this point now, hit him up in the post that I'll create in regards to this interview. Tag Brian if you have a question. Uh, If he doesn't see it, I'll make sure that he does because I know that he'll be more than happy to come back and answer your questions. And that goes for Bernie too. If you have a follow-up question for him, you can reach them both inside the members Facebook group. But most of all, I would love to hear if you're actually going to go away and implement anything that Brian shared. Is there something that you heard that you thought, yeah, I am absolutely going to be doing this inside my business after hearing about Brian's success? If there is, let us know inside the members Facebook group as well. And don't forget, if you get a chance, just say thanks to Brian for coming on and sharing what he has. Uh, He's been an absolute gem. I've got two big shout outs for today's episode. The first one goes to documentary family photographer and filmmaker in Zurich, Switzerland, Katie Schneider. How cool is it to get a review from Switzerland? That is awesome. Katie has been listening to the podcast and has become a member quite a while ago. And she says it is one of the best investments she's made for her family photography business. She loves the guests that come on each week. They share so much information, useful tips and helpful stories. And she also says the members Facebook group is absolutely invaluable. And I love that she adds, I've become so comfortable listening to Andrew. It feels like listening to a friend. That is awesome. That's, um, yeah, I think that's the, that's the nicest part of the review. That's the part that I, uh, that I really love. It, it touches me that, um, that you feel like that. And I feel exactly the same way, Katie. I feel like you and other members are, are, are personal friends of mine and I, I care about you. I care about other members and I want to see you succeed. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for leaving that five-star rating and that beautiful review. I do appreciate it. The second big shout-out goes to Boston Boudoir photographer Alana Taranto from the United States. She says in iTunes after leaving a five-star rating that she discovered the podcast last year and within the first half of the first episode, she knew that she would be a premium subscriber. Every week, it's solid content and terrific interviews. She says she hears the answers to all the right questions and the questions that she would be wondering herself. She says the back catalogue is amazing. I mean, there's over 300 episodes there now, 350, crazy to even consider that. And the community that is growing around the Facebook group is supportive and growth-minded. I love that. Alana, 
to you as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that rating and review. It really does help. And both you and Katie have two solid links pointing back to your websites. Now using the keyword phrases that you're looking to rank for. It's my little way to say thanks for taking the time to leave those reviews. I really do appreciate it. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the members Facebook group if you are a premium member. Oh, One thing I often get asked from new members is, can I listen to the premium version of the podcast via my podcast app or apps? And the answer is yes, absolutely you can. So you need to have a podcast app that can support a premium podcast feed. So what happens is when you join the premium membership, you'll be assigned your very own premium feed URL. You input that to your podcast app and you hit subscribe and I can help you with the instructions no matter which app you're using. Just shoot me an email if you have any troubles at all and you'll automatically get each new premium episode as it comes or as it goes live, as it drops down. And you can also access the last 200 episodes of the back catalog via the podcast app as well. So if you need any help getting that set up, shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to help. But yes, you can listen to the premium version of the podcast via your podcast app. Alrighty, that is it for me for this week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Massive thanks again to Brian for coming on the show, sharing what he did. Looking forward to hearing and reading your feedback in the comments area or inside the members Facebook group. Have a great week. I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 